Welcome to the Heroes of Reality Podcast, a podcast about the game of life and the hero's journey we all experience. Let's jump in with our host, Dylan Watkins, as he introduces today's guest. We all love playing virtual reality esports games, but one of the things that we don't like the most about it is the toxicity in gaming. And that's why today I'm excited to talk to Matt. His handle is Garotzi. Uh, he is a streams VR on Twitch and is the founder of a VR esports Havoc. He started the team in December of 2020 and now has two co-owners, uh, TBG Dogs 15 and Fatal X3 Air. Hopefully I said that right. And they are trying to build a foundation on a VR esports team that what it should look like. The biggest thing they're trying to focus on is building a competitive, non-toxic environment. He's also the host of his own podcast, the VR Jungle Podcast, along with his friend, VR Avatar co-host, Pickle Ostrich. And so without any delay, I'd like to welcome Matt. Hey, how's it going? Hey, brother. I'm, I'm excited to wrap with you, brother. A, a fellow podcaster, VR gamer, esports player. Uh, I love it all, man. I love it all. Yeah, for sure. How do you how do you end up getting started in the whole space? Like, how do you end up getting like in the whole VR esports space? Yeah, and so I think only a few people know uh, like the whole story of like how like I got into VR and how I even like wanted to even do a, a whole esports league. You know, it's been a year now. So basically, I'm a PlayStation user. I was big on PlayStation. And uh, PlayStation 5 came out, and I'm like, I want to get it. Well, I couldn't find it. It was physically impossible. I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do here? You know what I mean? And so, uh, lo and behold, I was in a Target one day, and I saw one Oculus left over. It was the you know, the, the 256 gig. I'm like, well, that's an extra $100. I'm like, whatever. Because when it comes to games, I know the future of games, gigs are always going to get bigger. So, I'm like, it's not going to hurt to get it. And so I picked it up. I went home and I'm like, you know, if I don't like it, Target said, hey, if you don't like it, you can turn it back in a month. So I'm like, all right. First day, put it on. I load into population one and I'm just like, this is unreal. Like it blew my <laughs> mind. You know, like when I first thought of what VR was, when I've, I've heard about it and I've heard people doing like the fallen from the, uh, the top of a sky skyscraper yeah. and stuff like that. I'm like, that's boring. But also in the back of my head, I thought it was like that old school 90s, 2000, where you see the red and blue and yeah. people just poke at you. I thought that's what it was. And so I'm loading into this population one world. I'm just like, I'm keeping this thing. I'm straight up keeping it. So uh, I started playing that game quite a bit. I uh, started doing a tournament when I first came out called Sunday Funday. And then there is another tournament called the, the Hunts League. And I was like, this is really interesting. I think this is the future of where where uh, gaming's going to go in the next five to 10 years. So I, I was like, all right, I'm just going to go ahead and make an esports team like right now and just go with it. And uh, I ran into uh, the TBG dog 15 uh, and he was kind of the, the threshold of me getting in. He knew everyone in population one very well. He's also very good at um, communicating better than me. Like me, I'd like anyone can be on my team. That's how I was. Cause I'm just like, I might be good, but I'm really bad at like saying I, you can't be on my team. So I'm like, you can be my person. That's my guy that says, no, he cannot be on the team. He's got to be better. So um, from there, we found Fatal. He's our uh, chief designer. Anytime we bring in a new team, he designs for us. And we've been going for there. We uh, have now uh, eight different teams and like nine different teams and eight different games, you know, from all crossed over uh, VR and we're growing. So that's awesome.
I think he's just got some technical difficulties. Let's see if he'll come back. <laughs> uh, welcome to the joys of live podcasting, where the internet just drops. Hey, brother. Uh, thank you so much for that. I appreciate you waiting, uh, Matt. Um, apparently, my I just watched my internet just crash. Yeah. Around it, so I've had that happen before. I've uh, I've uh, tried to uh, do this one. I used to do this thing for uh, uh, VR games that are on uh, um, SideQuest. Yeah. I'd give them like a little bit of a review. And some of them are really good games. They're free games. And uh, I did like three different SideQuest podcasts. And I would look over and I'm just not even i'm just talking to myself in my room with no one watching so i definitely get it <laughs> yeah man, i appreciate it so what i was saying just to bring it back dude is like how awesome is it to to go where you're thinking it's like old school like virtual boy nintendo you know red and blue graphics to population one mm -hmm. right like that jump yeah. into that to like because a lot of people that haven't really tried vr like they don't know until you get your mind blown when you put that on and you're like, oh, I can, whoa, it's, it's just, you see, you understand, like, it's, it's a, it's a different level of gaming, man. I thought it was awesome. And yeah. so like you, and I love the fact that you jumped in and you started forming teams and you do need a, you need, you need good cop, bad cop. You know, you need the guy yeah, that's exactly. like, yeah, you need to be better, you know, come back. But, you know, I, one of the things I want to talk about though, is you're talking about like having people in that are good, right. And being able to, to admit them. How does that mm -hmm. also navigate with, in terms of toxicity? Right. And yeah. performance and also playability. What does that look like for you? And how did you come across making a non-toxic culture? Yeah. And I, I explained this to him when we first started that, you know, I see communities and I've been in esports for, you know, up to 15 years right now with uh, pancake games and with VR games. And uh, I think the the biggest thing that happens when a team falls apart is that they create a non they, they create a toxic environment between each other and they don't know how to handle what what position you're in or you know how to just be modest with yourself i know i've seen a lot of good people just not want to be picked up by teams because they're just too big for their own head you know just like they create these environments when you're playing with them playing with them they're like oh i'm better than you okay you might be better than me but how are you stacked with three people you know you might be good yourself but you're you're stacked up with three people fighting another like with population one you know it's 18 teams yeah. you know all threes like you're going to lose every time because you get you're too big for your britches and and uh i i've even removed teams from my vr things for being toxic especially being toxic to women i do not um follow for that at all and so if i hear anything that happens to where it even is off the off the game not in a game you're going to people's streams being toxic they're off the team and you know there are situations where i will evaluate it like yeah. the whole say the teabagging thing mm -hmm. i get how it's toxic but it's been in our culture since the very first call of duty game and i see their logic but sometimes i'm like hey just don't do it you know i'm not mm -hmm. probably not gonna kick you off the team i'm just like hey look dummy stop doing it if it's against their policy don't do it and that's, you know, that's the thing though. It's like some, there's things that are warnable, like, cause some people they just, they want to joke around they, the spirit yeah. of fun. They want to have fun and they say something that slips up and, and they mean it in the spirit of fun or mm -hmm. that mirror like a uh, friendly rivalry. They don't actually mean it to actually try to hurt people's feelings or to belittle people or anything. And so those things are like, Hey man, yeah. well, we all, we all, you know, lose ourselves in the fun of the moment. 
or get frustrated and like like accidentally you know like go oh that sucked right or something yeah. something like that so i there's i could totally get it there's hard lines and then there'd be the gray evaluations types of things so when when you bring them in do you let them know hey guys this is what we're about like or how do you like you know uh do how do you like onboard them so that they're aware of kind of like your style of like the kind of culture you're building yeah so we also so we have the rules and conditions that we have when mm-hmm. people first come to the thing and a lot of people usually the way that uh an organization will work and i know this is the way that i run is that i have a public discord and i have a private discord so i don't i like to have the teams integrated like separated from the public stuff because if you put them involved in the public not one do you have other people and other teams listening in to what we are talking about but it gives them a safe space to like hey like we are having an issue with here like, this is the problem. Like, we're trying not to be toxic, but we're getting pushed into a toxic, uh, like, formality of these loose subjects. So it, they talk to me. They make I, I make it aware to them. Even when I bring into uh, games, like, I, you know, recently have made mistakes going into leagues. And I've accidentally picked up a team that was very toxic. And I don't find that out until I pick it up. And I have to instantly drop them. I've done that. And um, so now what I do from the year of doing this is that, when I'm picking up a team, I specifically tell them like, Hey, they're like, well, usually they ask me like, what can you offer me? I'm like, well, I can offer you, you know, so many people following us on social media. I can offer you a huge discord. I can offer you players that are probably the best in almost every VR game. But I go, not only that, but we create this, this environment that we don't follow any toxicity. And right there, if you say that to certain people, they're in, you know, because um, if, if you're bringing eight people in from your own, team that you're trying to build an org and then i was just like hey i'll i'll give you a jump up in the esports world i think they really find that settling instead of coming in and instantly right when they come in they're like you suck like why why you gotta do that don't do that so i definitely tell them before i bring them in like and i warn them too Mm -hmm. if you happen to be toxic you will be removed instantly and i have no problem with it yeah that's awesome man so you set out the gate and it's also the ones that there's um these natural tendencies to want to kind of test people, people come into your group, and you want to say, Okay, can you can you handle the pressure? Can you handle the intensity? And so people will poke and jab and yeah. unintentionally be toxic to people along the way. Uh, but that's not necessarily needed when you're like, Hey, let's, let's see if we can perform. Uh, can you actually how do you handle pressure? I mean, are there, you know, what are the ways that you test people that are non toxic ways that you mm-hmm. without necessarily poking fun of them or seeing if they're going to go cry if you belittle them or whatever. Like, so what are the ways that you put stress on your people in a healthy way to kind of see how they handle the situations? So I think the best way to make people um, put pressure on them is just doing scrims amongst each other and see how they handle actually having the top of their own team kind of find who stands where. And not only that, but we try and also get involved with other teams bringing in scrims. Like we heavily, heavily recommend doing scrims for any team, um, getting in there, talking to each other. Um, there's been times where we have team meetings and I like to hear their opinions. Like, go ahead. If you want to flood me in with stuff that you don't like about me or the organization, I want to know that. And so uh, I, as much question as people come at me and I even had other people from other organizations say, hey, mm-hmm. what can we do here? that uh um you're prodding your 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 folks not to be toxic and you know i've gotten like people posting their videos that they stream i'm not going to tell someone they can't um say certain language on their stream if they have an 18 plus stream 
that's up to them. That's not against my toxic policy. Mm -hmm. But if they go posting it on our discords, I'd be like, Hey, that's a lot of F words. Let's not, let's not post this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's giving people enough space. So if it's their own area, their own environment, they've already set the rules of the area that, you know, it's just, you know, there's, 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 there's ranges to that area. Like, okay, that's cool. But then inside the other area, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. And then, then the scrims make a lot of sense as well in terms of pressure. When you say pick up a team, you know, what does that look like? You know, is, are you scouting now? Are you, you know, mm-hmm. what, what does it really look like when you say picking up teams and integrating? And then you talk about designing them as well. So I'd like to look at that stuff. Yeah. So um, when I first uh, got into it, I just found a game I enjoyed, like Population One. And then I played on a team. We made a team. But this was even before leagues were out. Now there's leagues like every every person in my neighbor has a league now. Like it is an interesting uh, it's going to be an interesting year with all these leagues coming out because right now uh, they're creating toxic environments and not even knowing they're doing it. Like right now, like in my opinion, and people will probably attack me for this, but I feel like Population One has created the most toxic environment I've ever seen in my life. And they're not doing anything about it. I think there is ways to fix it. But um, so we just created teams and that's where I first started was, hey, I enjoyed playing with you. You want to be come in here? We try them out. We formed mm. teams. And I think at one point when we first won the heaviest of population one, we had like six teams in population one. Um, one of our teams got like third place in the very first invitationals for population one. Um, so that was pretty cool to see because it, it was pretty much everyone in population one at the time was watching that. So that's really what that's gave awesome. it a name and image. And then after that, I sat there. And I'm like, I just don't want to be the known as a team good at population one. I want to branch out. And so I think, where did I branch out first? I think I picked up uh, an Onward team and an Echo team at the same time. And basically what I did is I just go to all these discords and I say, hey, I'm interesting in uh, just picking up a team. Here's my logo. I'm established. I have a website. You know, I have I have plans for the future here. And sometimes they come to me and they say, what more can you offer? Uh, I have bought, you know, teams, people, jerseys from us. Uh, that's as much as I can really offer. That's like, you know, that's $50, $60 a piece right there. Um, but all I can really offer them right now with how small VR is, is that a future. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, the yeah. sky is the limit with VR in the next five years. I, we could, I could be paying my team, you know, money, you know, as long as we get sponsorships and stuff like that. But VR is just really small right now. And so it's just, hey, it's really how you guys depict yourself, how you guys create the environments around yourself and the growth of it because my main thing that i've always told people is that my team is i like my team but i will hold vr virtues and and tendencies well over my team any day and i've seen teams destroy people because their image is more important than the 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 thing they're playing and Mm. if there is no vr there is no esports havoc and that's what i really want to tell people that own other teams is stop caring about your own image, stop destroying people, focus on what's making you guys something. And so we do that. And, and so I have, I've had full teams. I used to um, merge with people and mm-hmm. I don't do mergers anymore. I just say, Hey, merges you where you take two teams, you put them together. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. So, so basically um, for a while, there was like a real interesting part in Havoc's history that I'm just like, man, I could almost, walk away from this is really brutal right now where nothing was going our way. And then uh, I think I lost one of my co-owners at the time just because of, you know, life happens. And uh, 
I'm just like, I don't know what to do. And so I, I was just doing these major merger deals with organizations, bringing them in. And it was like Havoc and in, in name. So it wasn't just Havoc anymore, even though I still had Havoc teams still in there, like say Population One at the time yeah. was a merge between two orgs. And those were the biggest pain in my butt I've ever dealt with in my life. And so I do not do merger deals anymore. I will do partnership and allies to where you want to work together. That's fine. But anymore, if I bring a team in, I'm saying, Hey, you have to take the havoc name. And then it'd be like, you guys can keep your main name, but it'd be havoc something, whatever. Got it. Yeah. Well, I mean, what it feels like right now too, cause is, yeah, I mean, you look at like the success of a lot of, you know, console games or you look at this as like, look at YouTube, right? Old school YouTube back in the day when there was only a couple of channels and things going on, there was no money. There was nothing being made. There was just, it was just people passionate. But those people in the beginning that were there and grinding out of passion in the beginning set up something to be in place to where now it's like, hey, yep. this is something here. And I know that from the experience of like, so I build VR games. Um, and mm -hmm. I've been teaching people since 2014 how to do it. And I run a small studio and we build stuff and multiplayer games experiences. And people ask me, well, how'd you, how'd you get into the space? I go, well, I've been doing it for like six years, seven yeah. years. It's been a while, man. And it, but it builds over time to where you're going to have that momentum. So when people go to look up your brand and your name and you can make those deals, then, then you get that momentum. It's, it's your, your rising with the industry at the same time mm -hmm. and so but right now you're small and but once it gets big then it's going to be so much harder to even get in but you're going to be established which is really exactly cool. and yeah. so what what i like to explain to people is like look at phase clan you know mm -hmm. one of the biggest pc console groups known to man they can get any sponsor they want and they're very uh they make a lot of money I mean, I know like most of the people in phase are streamers uh yeah. but they do have full-fledged teams that actually compete with each other but they didn't just come up out of nowhere. They were established and they came up almost with the uh, the gaming that they were playing. And that, that's what I see with Havoc is that I wanted to get into the, the forefront. And when I started, I was like, I better do this now. Or if I wait five, 10 years, then I'm just going to be another team. So uh, that, that's my plan is, is mm. definitely growing with with VR. So. Awesome, man. Um, it looks like we have some chat going on inside the group here. Um, someone's asking to be asked if they could be a part of the private Discord. Some people say no. They're asking about buying a jersey. There's some things going on here. I don't know if there's any of these things you want to answer or address on on your side of things. Uh, the private uh, Discord, and they're probably trolling because I think a lot of people want to get in our private Discord. Yeah. Um, no, you cannot unless you're on the team. You can go ahead and try out for one of the teams if you want to. Um, you know. Pick, pick pick your litter of games and we'll see if you're uh well off to be on the team but you can buy a jersey that is a mm -hmm. thing and i do do uh, uh jersey giveaways every once in a while um it's kind of funny that uh my very first one i did um this guy named ben who makes a game called vertical shift have you ever heard of it he mm -hmm. came on to my discord the day before i was about to do it and he goes i'm winning that jersey and i'm just like i don't know i i don't know any of these names and so i did the spin reel thing and it came up with like the weirdest name ever, not his name. And so I'm like, great, let's email this person. I have no clue who I'm talking to. And then he goes, dude, I'm Ben from Vertical Shift. So um, we have pictures of him like wearing our, our jersey and stuff. And and but you can pick up our jerseys. It's Playmakers Wanted, or you can just go to our public Discord. And I have yeah. uh, a link tree. Go there, buy a jersey. They're pretty cool. I like them. I thought about wearing it, but it's uh, we just went through a snowstorm, and so I'm nice and warm in my uh, in this. So. Uh, where are you based out of right now? Illinois, Illinois. Okay, got it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. 
stay warm. Um, you have that, but a sweater underneath or something, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm from California and I, I, like a little while ago, I was in Boston for the first time ever in the winter. And I got mm -hmm. to experience what it was like to be like negative three degrees. And I was just like, Oh, this is, you can't wear jeans in this environment. I am, I'm going to die out here. Like I am, I am not, I am not accustomed to this kind of environment. I'm going to stay toasty with my VR headset on. Um, yeah. So what are you looking at in terms of what do you think is important for you? Cause you've been able to go in and build a culture, build a team, build people. What do you think is important with like, what's the most critical things for building a, a team, a culture, people, a community of people and rallying around a cause? It, I think it's really like finding an equal agreement between what's people's interest, you know? Hmm. And, and I think the biggest interest was just solely around VR and playing VR games because hmm. If you go to my Discord, I, I just don't silo one game over the other. I have roles to where you can uh, – it has every top VR game. I don't have them all added there, but you click the role, and you can see the the tweets that are happening. You can talk about the game. You know, just find that 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 common interest. And, you know, I – and not only that is that I try and play all the games that are competitive. So I have – you know, I play Hyperdash, Population 1, you know, Pavlov, Contractors. I can go a list of things that I will take my time out of the day and I'll go into these communities and I'll play with them. And then at the same time while I'm playing it, I go, Hey, check out this community. We have teams, we have, you know, we like to talk about, you know, the actual competitive side of things. And mm -hmm. so that's what, that's how I usually go about it. Got it. What's a, so what's a mind blowing moment for you in VR? What are things that are uh, a moment that you can think of that you're like, that was so cool. What do you, what do yeah. you got? Yeah. Just happened to me. Just happened yeah. to me. I'm not even joking. Just happened let's, to let's me. Let's rock and roll. Yeah. So as you start playing VR, there's only a few moments that I can remember. Uh, for one, obviously, the very first time I put on a headset, that was completely uh, life-changing, and I've never put down a headset since. And nor do I ever plan on buying a PlayStation 5 unless unless the PC, unless the, the PS VR 2 is as sweet as it's going to be. I might get it. But anyways... Mm -hmm. um the first time i played echo and i ran into uh one of the cubes uh going uh flying around with zero g that scared the crap out of me i actually <laughs> fell on the ground but this most recent one has literally you know as someone that grew up with call of duty the yeah. very first multiplayer call of duty you, you see all these amazing maps that they want to keep on bringing back constantly constantly they're bringing it back well i remember my little kid self i think when i I looked it up. I think I was in seventh grade when a lot of these maps were coming out and I have been playing a lot of contractors lately. And a lot of people, they don't know this. They have almost every call of duty map and halo maps uh, built into it to a T. And so you could just imagine almost 20 years later, you're sitting there and I wanted to see what it looked like in real life. Now I can, I'm in there playing this running around the map, you know, shooting people, living my childhood in vr and oh. that dude it was just I, I loaded into um i think it was uh what was like nuketown and then yeah. another one that i remember that i really um the one with the um with the plane was it called why can't i remember it um yeah i didn't uh, a terminal um, yes 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 Ter so those were my especially yeah. terminal was my favorite i can't remember playing that map for hours and just loading in the terminal and seeing that like it just the nostalgia and and the amazing like i'm just like just i can't even put words to it 
new places to camp in the plane, you know, hiding out and things that this, I remember because uh, Halo was my game, right? Like I played, I was in a clan. I played Halo all the time and things like that. And I just, yeah. I loved it. I love, I, love, I love scoping from a distance. Uh, people getting really mad and calling me a cheater for whatever reason. But you're just, you're just like, yeah. I'm just, just playing the game, man. I didn't know that. I played Contractors a while ago when it first came out. I didn't know that they had all the, mo the, all the maps in there. They're, they're yeah, just, they have they're, maps. They're, oh, yep. that's cool. And that is that is that created by the... Uh, the the person people who created the game or did or did the the community mod and put that up i honestly do not know how that works nor do i okay. know how they have the the rights to even do it <laughs> yeah, like, they probably don't <laughs> yeah yeah and so i'm just like one day they were going to be taken down because it's not because um like i think nuketown they changed it around a smidge i don't think it looks exactly like nuketown maybe they're mm. changing things that are like a hair off who knows yeah. but i mean yeah. If if it quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. So I, <laughs> yeah, it's called New Dash Er, like newer town. Yeah. You know, yeah, newer town. Not... <laughs> dude, that's awesome. I want to go back and play that again. So my first mind blowing experience I had in VR, and that mine was back in the day. I backed Oculus on Kickstarter, so my headset mm -hmm. came in, and I downloaded, and somebody ripped all of the graphics of Zelda, the original Zelda, and took the two D graphics and turned them up on its side like this, oh, and I. Yeah same music same everything and i i ran around that thing and i went down into the dungeon and i and i slayed the dragon that looked like a pixelated duck and i was in there for like an hour and i had like the worst vr sickness and i took yeah. it out and i was like i am so sick but that was the greatest thing ever because i was reliving my zelda childhood and i'm sure that's not around anymore i'm sure nintendo would come down like a like the hammer oh, yeah. of god on you on them right now for trying to do that but it was it was like wild wild west back then and that was like taking that old kid memory when you tell me about it. Like it was, it was just, it was magic, man. That's so cool. So, uh, do I, I, I love that. And so, <clears throat> so right now then like, what's really like, what's your big, like, holy grail goal with building up the habit community? What is it? What does that look like for you? I'm like, I honestly don't know. They, there's plenty of ideas that I have, um, for sure. Like I definitely want to build, more people up to streaming content, making content. Um, that's especially why I uh, do like my side of podcasts. Like um, ours is basically just talking about leagues and stuff like that and build up the league system. And mm. right now I think the, the hardest thing for Havoc and the future of Havoc is finding the right league for us because there's so many leagues that are fighting over each other, but we can't be in them all. Um, so there's a, there's a, that's a, that's going to be the biggest discussion this year will definitely be what league we finally settled down in and what league is actually going to be, uh, worthwhile. Uh, I see, you know, maybe two or three promising leagues that we could probably stay in, but other than that, you know, I try and bug, uh, you know, this is probably a little, uh, free thing from them, but have you ever heard of VR trends magazine, I rave about it. Uh -huh. all the time i've been trying to get in their magazines so i'm just this i'm just saying that so if they're hearing this they let me in their <laughs> magazine <laughs> so uh just basically building up the name i'm yeah. so uh um nepa nepa pro series they're yeah. doing a lane event over in st louis so i live right down the road from st louis so i'm gonna go there i a couple of my players are gonna be there and so i bought jerseys for them to be wearing there while they're playing in this event i'll be going there i'll probably be passing out stickers talking to people meeting people there and so that's my plan is just trying to make havoc a bigger community uh grow it get it more out and then because the biggest philosophy i tell people this and especially mm -hmm. when i'm trying to pick up a team and obviously I, there's not much i can offer now 
But the thing is, and I tell people, like, I go into these these games with phenomenal teams, and I'm just like, come on, let me have you. Like, I just come into my thing because I need you guys. You're so good. And I always go for the best first, you know, yeah. not saying anything. But obviously, that's the smartest thing to do. Um, but I tell them, look, when VR gets big enough and people are looking for uh, teams to sponsor and actually give money and invest in actual VR for the first time, they're not, you, you could be the best team in Pavlov in the world. That means nothing to them because it's not a right business move. Because if you don't have any streamers, you don't have, um, and you can only reach out to the thousand people in that uh, in that league Discord. They're not going to go to you. They're not going to bat an eye, or nor do they think you exist. But then if you go to like my organization, where I'm in eight different games, I can reach out to a hundred thousand people. I have five streamers. They're going to be like, we know this. He could push product. He can, you know. It, that's how it's going to work. Yeah. Well, you don't get it. Like a lot of people don't get it. It's a game of attention, mm -hmm. right? We live in an attention economy. Can you, can you get more eyeballs? So you can be amazing, but if nobody knows it kind of, and, and it sucks to say that because you know, it, it, you feel like, Oh, well, if I, if I just, if I'm just the best, then I should just do that. It's like, well, it's yeah. the best is a, it's a, it's a lot of different pieces. Some guys are really, you know, uh, Jake Paul is uh, really good at getting eyeballs, man. I may not be the best person, but it's like, can you, can you play the game of, of getting attention? And part of it is like yeah. the, the ground and pound of what you're talking like passing out stickers, knocking on doors, making friends, like going out there, building relationships and strategic partnerships. And then also the, that, that like leveraging brand deals where you can kind of like work together on something that makes sense yep. so that like your brand and their brand can come together and then you can kind of like increase both your reach right and that's kind of mm -hmm. those strategic partnerships and now it's like it's businessy and people people just want to have fun playing the games but at the same time is like if you can build that up and you can get momentum then it kind of like yeah it's like it's like right now you're like you're like pushing up a boulder up a hill right and you're just trying to get over the top of the hill yeah. to where it starts getting momentum and starts rolling down and it's 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 important and you're talking about like going to these different groups and you're talking about the different types of leagues and they have pros and cons and what, what do you think, what do you think makes good leagues? And what do you think some things that people are, some leagues are making mistakes on? What mm -hmm. are the, what are the gaps there? So the biggest thing that will ever make a league fail is their structure. Mm -hmm. You could always tell how successful a league is going to be after the very first season. If the season wasn't successful, they had a lot of issues, a lot of complaints, and sometimes you you can't really help the 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 problems with like teams leaving, and then you have a lot of uh, misplayed games just because of another person that happens. But they need a good website for sure. They need something that's ran through a website. Uh, I'm not gonna say any leagues right now because I don't want to be biased at, in, in any sure. formality. So I'm gonna try and say this without that. So like being able to build your team through the website to show people and and uh, uh, kind of broadcast your team so you can be like hey look um say you have a friend you're bragging like hey i'm on this really good team go check me out here's the website because not only what, what are they doing is that it's word of mouth at that point they're it's a good business thing instead of say hey go check out this discord you might see my name in there pop up every once in a while another thing is allowing people to be overly competitive in a toxic manner that's the biggest no-go it is completely fashionable to say hey we're gonna beat you and build up that type of thing. But don't be going in there WWE style. But look at here. We're going to get your ass beat. And it's like, why? You got to do this. Like, I get it. Like, like be competitive. But there's no reason to sit there and banter. And, mm -hmm. and just like, 
not only make yourself look dumb, but make your team look dumb. But then if the league keeps doing that, then that it they kind of uh, get that same culture structure look at them. So they're like, hey, like, what do you think about this league? Well, they have really good teams playing this league, but the team, the players are assholes. You know, it's kind of like that. It's like, <laughs> it's like no one wants that. <laughs> I mean, that thing's like you want to you want to play with good people that are that are kind people. You know what I'm saying? They want yeah, you want modest. Play- yeah, yeah, the people that can like, and also they can take a hit because I've seen, I've seen, I've had, uh, I had a a roommate who was amazing high ranker at League of Legends, but the thing was, is he he had no camaraderie. Like as soon as the team messed up, he's like, "You suck, you suck, mm-hmm. you suck," and he's like, "You guys are all keeping me down," and it would drive everybody away. Yeah. and then he would drop in the ranks, and like I had another roommate mm-hmm. who was trying to coach him on like, "Hey, man." Like, how about you say, let's get them next time or good job or let's figure our things out because it, that it's because it, it's one thing when you play good and, and you're playing with other good people. But then if other people start to mess up, it's like that piling on thing mm-hmm. that just like pushes people are like, you know what? I don't I, I, I feel like I, I can't I can't make a mistake because if I make a mistake, I'm going to get ragged on. And there's just like you just don't want that. And so people leave them. Mm-hmm. I just I've I've been a part of that. So I, I I feel you on that on that on that toxic piece. Um. You're talking about forming leagues. So if somebody wanted to form a league, you're saying, for example, make a website, then they recruit people, then they put on tournaments, or like, what is it? What are mm-hmm. the steps to actually making a league? Well, in all honesty, right now with how VR is going, if you want to start a league, then you better for your very first tournament invest in yourself. Uh, don't have a tournament that's not going to be uh, not any profit to earn for any players to be in there. Um, and the best way to do this, if you really want to do it, then you have a cover charge. You say, hey, just throw in $10 and then you make the people pay for it. I've seen people do charity things or find uh, like someone like VR cover who makes the Oculus cover sets. I'm like, hey, like you want, I'm making this tournament. We can call it the VR cover tournament. Um, it'll be brought to you all by, over you and just like maybe pitch in like half or to a quarter of the profit that I'm going to have for this margin. Because right now, the way tournaments are going five to five grand is a pretty common sight to see, you know, most leagues like VRML right now, they're at the seven to 10 grand range for their season winnings. I think right now for dash league, I think there is $15,000 right now. Like these things are getting higher and higher. And as COVID gets over and they start having events in, in stadiums that brings bigger things and it's bigger price pool, um, you know, in the 50 mm. to hundred K range. And so definitely if you want to form a league, Find investors that want to be part of it. Find a web developer. That's the biggest thing. Find a community manager. That's another huge thing. Um, for instance, like um, if you've ever heard of Hasco, like she's in every, if you, if you ever see a community, she's in there. And because she does, she's a good at what she does. She controls the situation, removes people. Um, you know, sometimes she's not as favored because, you know, what happens when you remove a toxic person, they usually come at you in a toxic manner. Um, so definitely website, a great team investing very, very first tournament and the structure of it and making sure that the teams that you bring in are actually credited. You know, don't let if they're not fully built, then they're going to fall apart on you and you're not going to have a league. Mm hmm. God, so you got you want to create the prize, you want to create the community, you want to be able to drive them through it, and you want to set it up and say, "This is awesome, ready, set, go." Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah, I, I I miss the uh, 
the in-person tournaments and things. Um, I've been to Oculus Connect. Um, well, now it's Meta. Now it's this. Now it's whatever the thing might be. But uh, yeah. they had their, they had like an awesome. I think it was Pavlov. It was a five v five battle. Um, they were going at it, and like there, I think it was like best of five or something like that. And the other team turned around, and, and I got to be in there for the first time, where they had like you know it felt like a real esports tournament. They had the, mm -hmm. the guys with the headsets, and they're announcing yeah. it. They had little floor mats so the guys could drop on the ground, you know. Oh, that's and awesome. Because that's one of the biggest differences from that versus mm -hmm. like console players. Man, you literally hit the ground, you know, and drop. And so it was so cool, and I felt that energy. And this was like right before the whole pandemic and stuff so i'm i'm super uh excited with with rolling that stuff out and and doing that have you have you heard of any like in-person vr tournaments or anything's going on at all well like i said they have lane coming up within the next uh two or three months uh if people want in, into that you know just go then uh i think it's nepa.com or nepa something uh org but they have all their stuff so it's going to be the very first event i've heard of I know Population One, they had their meet and greet meetup. I think they had like a small little fun tournament thing in Vegas. Um, so I know they're doing stuff and there's some stuff that I've heard of that I can't really talk about, but they're coming for sure. Yeah. Um, and that's what also falls with my model of things, just trying to get as much good players is because that those one small team sometimes were relaying on those solo uh, you know, events to get TV on them to be like, hey, this one team can be sponsored. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and that, I think that's what like as they're this because you're right. VR is really small. It is small mm -hmm. right now comparatively yeah. to the console thing, but it's blowing up quickly. Where we're getting more and more energy, and more and more mm -hmm. people are are coming into it right now. Like, like what do you think really? What do you think needs to happen for the VR esports to go from like where we're at now to like mainstream or, or blow up? What is what? What do you think is the missing piece? I think it's the the trust in the community right now. I think Facebook's doing a great job of destroying the trust uh, tenfold. You know that's why their stocks just plummeted last week. Um, don't don't take a winning model and then change it. Um, so I think when it comes to uh, growing for esports and the growing of VR, um, it, mm -hmm. it's all at the bottom line of what Mr. Mark Zuckerberg wants to do with his future and how he wants to handle situations. Because um, if we don't have bigger people uh like uh any sponsor for any any for i can't even think of one off the top of my head but just any top sponsor that mm -hmm. can give money to uh esports leagues or even to a team that is they're not looking at it right now because why do something when you see a failing model mm. and that yeah. it, it is, it's not like it's really failing because they are it, it is still growing but yeah. don't 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 change a great name to MetaQuest. <laughs> well, as as you can tell, as I'm rocking my my developer shirt right here, that I've got my swag uh, from there. Like they changed the name. I was like, oh, it's like uh, we like that new logo too. Is, yeah, I know, logo. man. I was like, I, I'm still gonna wear the swag, I, like like until it until it you know gets holes in it and everything. But uh, you're right. So I mean, is there anything that uh, 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 Zuckerberg could do to turn this around? Like, because I, I know he's like trying to do these things and you know, getting rid of the Facebook mm -hmm. brand, but like, is there anything that he can do this? What do you think? Is there anything salvageable of that? Yeah, for sure. Sell Oculus and give it back to their people that deserve it. And then uh, <laughs> just create your own thing. And you know, if you want to do your metaverse and focus your, so his thing is, is yeah. not in owning the company Oculus. It's the fact mm. that he is a programmer and he wants to create something great called the metaverse. Mm. Why? 
take away from all these VR users. It, just go style yourself, do your programming, do whatever you want, go steal from some more Germans or something, you know. <laughs> Since, you know, the, the, Facebook might have been stolen, but hey, hey that was a joke. That <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they like, well, Oculus was like, I mean, I remember the day that they got, I was in the, I was in the Oculus um, office the day that they got bought by yeah. Facebook. And I was like, Hey guys, I wanted to, cause I, I run a meetup group, a VR meetup group. I was mm -hmm. like, Hey guys, can I, can I get that new DK two action for my group? I'm local. And, uh, they're like, sorry, we got bought by Facebook. I can't talk to you. I got, I got pushed out the doors. So I was like, Oh, I was like, what's yeah. And that was the thing. Like everyone's like, Oh no. Ah. And then slowly by pieces by piece, there's like, it was Oculus connect on all the Oculus connect. And then, and then it was Facebook connect and now it's meta quest. And it's just like, it, it it's losing that you, it's still magic. VR is magic. The quest yeah, is it magic. Is, regardless, it's, it's, yeah. It's magic, but the name itself is so it's so painful. It's so painful for that to be. It's like yeah. uh, it's just it's on this giant thing. But you're right. If he if he sold it, but I don't I don't see that happening. I don't see it future. happening because right yeah. now he's underneath the uh, um he's actually being uh, looked at by some thing about being like uh owning too much. And so oh, yeah. So he's about to sell. I think they're gonna force him. I doubt it happens, but I think the most you'll have to sell is Instagram and uh, that uh, one other app. What's Yeah, WhatsApp. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, I think it's like antitrust. I don't know. They yeah, antitrust. You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. I mean, they're. I mean, they they run all of the technologies. I mean, it's then it, it's a thing. It's a it's a it's this whole walled garden thing. But it is cool to be able to like. I don't know if you ever like invite friends together to talk inside like a group like so you're all chatting together like via the messenger inside the oculus app and be able to hop around from applications like mm -hmm. it's some pretty cool things by having them connected but it is like yeah when you own everything it's it's the, it's the pushing people out stuff it's like it's like oh hey um you know uh uh not, not TikTok, but the other one i can't snapchat if, if you don't let us buy you we're just gonna try to rip you guys off and just copy yep. it and it's just it's just so it's it's uh that's sad man it sucks because vr is like we're all in VR because we love it. It's yeah. awesome. It's amazing. You're like your minds are blown. It's like this is incredible, and it just sucks that it's a it's a part yeah. of that that piece. Um, mm -hmm. What's your you know what's your what's your hope for the future with all this stuff? Like what like if you could, you know, um, envision a perfect utopian future with VR, what would that look like for you? I so I do like the whole idea of the whole metaverse thing and. I don't think it's gonna be quite what we imagine it to be at the very beginning. Uh, it would be kind of cool to see it like the movie uh, Ready Player One. That'd be pretty cool to do that. But you know, that you know that's made in Hollywood, and we're talking about real life now. And and I would really like to see each developer uh, kind of work along with each other, part of this metaverse, so you can yeah. walk in through doors and you can be with people side by side. I'm like, hey, I'm gonna go to that door. That's Pavlov. I'm gonna walk into it. Do you have a bot? Do you have it downloaded? And you walk into it. It's like um, playing like Mario Odyssey where you used to go around this huge <laughs> castle and you just walk into a door. Just imagine that in kind of like the metaverse. And and uh, I think another cool thing that I'd like to see is they've already been doing this where you can go to a location and pretty much have your whole body, uh, these cameras circle around you and it makes your whole 3D avatar for you. I thought that's a pretty cool concept to just kind of see yourself there. A lot of people uh kind of want to be you know like a fox yeah. or like a mario or who knows what they want to be uh but me i'm just like let me be me at being me in in the metaverse 
<laughs> it's super meta to see yourself like that. Um, I think my friend uh, Alex Henry has a thing called XX Array that's got those. It's like it's like hundred cameras around in the circle, mm -hmm. and like it takes you and puts you in like in a T pose, and you take a shot, and then they turn you into an yeah. avatar. Uh, my my friend Adam from uh, Microsoft did that, and I had his I had his avatar, and then like I like I put like a you know a dress on him and an outfit. And he's like, and I like <laughs> he's like he's like stop it. I'm like no. <laughs> he was yeah. my he was my doll I could dress up, which was super fun. Um, yeah, that reminds me of the the video that was going around with Mark Zuckerberg where he's showing the metaverse for the first time. I don't know if it's real or what if, it, if someone made it. Is up. it the he's one like, with the knife and the barbecue sauce? No, not that one. That one's funny okay. too. This is where they're sitting around the table and he goes, watch this. And all of a sudden it just goes, boom, straight double D's on him. He's like, check that out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, no way yeah, is that real. Oh yeah, you have it, to man. look it up. It's so funny. Like all of a sudden he just has huge breasts. I'm just like, Ugh. no way is this real. That's so I, I I love the internet for all the 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 joys that people take and stack on top of it. Yeah. Uh, looking at Ready Player One and stuff, the closest thing I've seen uh, just a mention in the comments about Zenith, right? Have you you played Zenith a bit? Have you, no. <laughs> oh, well, don't even get me started right now. I'm so mad at them. I mean, Why? we can talk about it if you want to. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm I'm down. What's going on? Okay, so um, I beat I got to level forty and beat the game in four days. Got full oh. legendary gear in six days. Started another character, got on that. Then they made this update, and I could do everything uh, um, by myself. And some MMOs, you know, you do need groups doing dungeon, doing yeah. raids. I get that. But for items that I need, I don't want to particularly have to always find a group. If I want to log on and get on, I want to get this material and just finish it. Well, they made an update to where um, my level my level 40 legendary gear that I spent two days grinding no longer exists. And they nerfed it within a week of the game being out. Um, and then they the they made these new uh, materials and weapons and everything. And I don't get any of the material back I spent for the past two days with a nerfed weapon now. And the new material, I have to do it in a group. Wow. What what do you think is the the reasoning behind it? Like why do they why do they have that set up that way? I it, I don't know. know. Um it, it just it made me go cuz it's a beautiful game, don't get me wrong. Yeah. If anyone wants to play it, play it for sure. Oh, that's like beautiful. 100% it but the thing is is that I'm a, I'm a freak of nature when it comes to video games and if I if it's an MMO, I go yeah. no life. I know I no life it probably <laughs> too soon. Probably what I did, but because I wanted to be like one of the first people to be level forty legendary gear, walk around like look at me, you know. That's just the way I play video games. Yeah. Um. So that should be probably shame on me. They they are doing a great job. Their devs are phenomenal. Like they did create a great game. So I don't want to tarnish their name in any fashion. It's just I'm personally mad at them. <laughs> well, it, like it took your time. It, it, it feels like they stole your time. They did. You know. Yeah. They did. Uh. They did. If they just said to me, they said, hey, uh, just go ahead. You can go to a station for anyone that has legendary gear and we'll give all your stuff back. I'd be like, cool. I'll give you my stuff back. Um, but then the whole making the new material where I have to find people constantly, I just not worth my time. So uh, I haven't played it in a couple of days. I've just been playing contractors. Uh, it's, it's too much friction, right? Like, Because then now you have to go find people and got to do that. You can't just like log in. You can't wake up at 3 in the morning with a wild hair and say, I'm going for it, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, yeah, because I've, I've just recently got into it. And it's it's a beautiful game. And it it's is. not 
someone said it's like a modern Zelda. Um, you know, it's got that feel ready player one, you know, Elon Musk hasn't hooked it into our brain yet with Neuralink. So we're not quite at sword art online yet. We're not there. We're close, but not quite at that point yet, man. But it's, it's cool. It's one of the best ones that I've seen that's come out. That's not like, um, uh, you know, uh, like one of the other games that are like an old school reskinning of like a PC game that they decided to kind of like yeah. warp and turn in to it. It's like, it's a, it's an all natural original VR style. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And they have a really good story on how yeah. they uh, made the game. I don't know if you heard about it. No. But... Yeah. Share the story, please. Yeah. So you can find the story on Twitter. I think they talked about it multiple times. And so, Basically, um, how the game first got even brought up is it's these uh, two couples who are the devs. Uh, they met playing MMO and got married. And they're like, hey, let's make our own MMO. And that, that was the beginning of what created what, you know, Zenith. And I, that, I thought that was a cool story ever for a game like this to have that kind of uh, that kind of relation with it. So they literally got married to each other. Yeah, I, they they, got, uh, they, they made their own MMOs. They got married and then they decided to make their own MMO together. No, 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 no. They played no. the MMO together. Oh, got Met it. each other playing the MMO, got married, and, and now they're making, they made their own MMO. Oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. That's beautiful. It literally made out of love. That's exactly. Beautiful. It's their baby. And <laughs> what a, there was a, oh, there was like, was it a, I can't remember what show it was, but that was kind of how it was. Uh, their game was built was based off of the love thing, and like mm. the guy had this hidden message hidden in the code. Oh, it was a uh, guy. Oh, free guy. Yeah, free guy. Yeah, yeah. that's that was how that was. Yeah, yeah. That was I was dope. like, man, this sounds. Yeah, they probably just stole that from Free Guy. They're like, hey, this would be a good uh, kind of uh, uh, legacy story. Yeah, uh, they didn't really get married. They're gonna. Yeah, they hate each other. Later. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. about Free Guy too. He was the good guy, and instead of doing all the toxic behaviors like running through, he was, he was actually doing good deeds and racking up the points like yeah. the opposite way. Which is like, I think we, you know, we kind of created this toxic culture by accident, and now we're trying to like autocorrect we're trying to like self-correct us into this better area um you know what do you think are some things that uh zenith could do right now to like either improve the gameplay or improve the culture what do you think if you could give them some advice so the good thing is that their culture is really not that bad at all mm -hmm. i feel like for the most part that um you can find people that are helpful um like for instance i'll go into lower areas when i'm like just grinding for material and if I see someone like wandering around or like asking people and they're not getting help, I will literally go out of my way if it takes me 30 minutes. Like, hey, look, I know this whole entire damn game. Let's follow me really quick. And I think that uh, there's a lot of people that are out there doing there that are high level that actually go out of their way to help people. And then, you know, I do run into some people that just like I'll be killing stuff and just completely cussing at me the whole time. That it's whatever. It's just it's a mature thing. It's an immaturity thing. So um, but. The thing is, is that there's really nothing that I could say to them to make the game better besides mm. it's all about time and development. You know, I think, in my opinion, the game should have not have been called a full release. I think it should have stayed in beta. I think the game is only 75% done. Um, that's mm. just my opinion. Mm. Even though you, how many hours did you clock in to get to that, to, to, to map to get that level 40? What was that? Uh, uh, so it took me... So let's see here. I think I did that. It took me 50 hours. Okay. That's a lot of gameplay, man. That's a lot of gameplay. But you're right. If, if I mean, it's hard because 
MMOs are so refined. Like you, I mean, you you look at all of the MMOs that are on the console games. I mean, you're talking. I mean, these are mega mega mm-hmm. developments. I don't know how big the Zenith team is um, to be able to kick that out and stuff, or how long there was in development or anything. Um, but I mean, we're, it's really MMOs are really sophisticated. I mean, we started with Pong, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, you yeah. know, Zelda, <laughs> Mario, and then you know, up Pitbull. and up. Yeah, and it gets it gets up into a point now. It's like you're comparing them to like like Nintendo making Breath of the Wild or something, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just a gorgeous game. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and that's right. And that's fair. And that's a it's a fair thing. And also that that nerfy man. I always feel like if they could go, if it's one thing to like change it for future people, but it'd be, it would have been cool if they grandfathered your character, or they grandfathered the armor. We're like, hey man, you put in the time, you put in the effort. No one else beside you. You get to keep this. You know, I do get some... to keep it. I, I don't. No one can have it. No so one can the... have. I'm. I'm one of the very few people that has this full legendary set. Oh man, almost. I. 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 I, I a toxic thought just went in my head, and I'm, I'm not going to say you should do this, but just popped in my head. I'm just going to say it because it came to me. It'd be terrible if you send someone on like a. Someone's like, how do I get that? And you just send them on a wild goose chase oh, yeah. to get this mythical item that they'll never receive. You know. Um, but yeah. don't do that. I'm not saying you should. I just. It was funny, so I wanted. To, like, yeah. Just bring it. So yeah, but it, like I said, like n- nothing against the any of the devs or anything. They did a great yeah. job, and they did a good job with the failing of MMOs. Like MMOs, a lot of people don't know this. They're actually a dying uh, a genre uh, mm-hmm. in the kind of console world. Uh, I think the only thing that's really worthwhile playing anymore is like Destiny Two, and you know I've heard like pretty much like even the Tom Clancy the their MMO is right now is not doing too hot. Um, so for them to make an MMO, like right now, I feel like the only way an MMO can work is in the VR world. And, mm-hmm. you know, there is other VR MMO game, uh, games out there. And it's kind of sad that when uh, a lot of people talk about Zenith, they talk about it as if it's the only MMO. I really wish they would stop doing that and give credit to where, where's credit due. Cause there yeah. are other MMOs that are phenomenal games. So, yeah. What do you want to see? Like in terms of like, um, uh, VR esports competitions, things like that. What are the ones that you feel is missing? What What are some things that you'd like to see that's not currently out there? For like a league structure? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, it's really hard for for league play. I do like the single day league play. I don't like the whole thing. Like, hey, here's your schedule. Try and work mm-hmm. with a team to play within Monday through Friday. I hate that. I hate rely. I hate relying on other people when it comes to that set a date with me. The league should set a date. Like this is when this is happening, be there or you're forfeiting. That's how it should be. And, and uh, I think that's the, what I really want to look for when it comes to league play. Um, And then also it's like, just because you're running a league, don't stop running tournaments. Like I'm a big fan of like double elimination tournaments and, and just off tournaments. There's like some people that are like population one, they're doing like sword tournaments where you just go in with a katana and you just hack away at each other. There's like hide and seek tournaments. Like those are fun. Like don't always do the norm, you know, sometimes get away from what you're doing commute, like in a community competitive thing and just go do something stupid for a little bit. You know, if not, you're going to get burnt out and you're going to, you're going to hate yourself for just playing the game constantly the same structure every time yeah we used to do pirate fights on halo where you'd have the sword and shotgun and you just run around as pirates and just ganking fools but uh or like sticky bombs only yeah um but uh i mean it's fun to mix it up uh but what about in terms of games like what kind of games are there any types of um 
arena games that you'd wish you'd see that's not out yet? Are there any kinds of things that you feel like is, is really missing from the actual VR marketplace that you're like, it would be dope if they had a game that was like X, Y, and Z? Hmm. That's a good, that's a good question because right now, in my opinion, they have every genre kind of filled. They have the battle Royale, they have mm -hmm. the hero shooter, they mm -hmm. have the uh, um, first person shooter type call of duty thing. Um, they have a game coming out that's going to be, and it's, I don't know if you've ever heard of this. Um, I, I might have to look for the name of it, but you're in a mech, you know, a mech robot and you're the controller of it and you have to uh -huh. sit down in a comfortable thing, but you sit into it and you got your joysticks here. So imagine me actually sitting in this going like this and you, you're not moving around. You have to actually go like this to move and you're shooting. And like, right when you load into the game, there's like buttons and you have to actually turn each button on as if you're in this mech suit. And so I'm really interested. It's called Iron Rebellion. Um, if Iron. Yeah, Iron Rebellion. They uh, first came out with a 1v1. They're soon making a 4v4. They're going to be making more robots. I'm really excited to see that. Um, That's dope. And then <laughs> there's another game about to come out that is like uh, Rocket League. And so I know we're missing. I would it'd be cool to see a game where you're actually physically in a car. I think they're missing uh some really good vr racing games that you could yeah. be in an actual car racing but the uh the um the rocket league version you're jumping around with a bow and arrow shooting the ball trying to knock it into the the hoop so i'm really interested in that but other than that yeah. like man they're doing a really good job filling in these genres right now it's just pretty much shooting games i think the only thing that's out of the realm of, of first person shooter hero shooters is uh, echo arena Mm, yeah, yeah, it's kind of more like a frisbee golf kind of thing where you can kind of float through the air and chuck yourself around. And There's some good players, I can tell you that. Like, yeah. Not only that, they have really good casters too. I there's some casters that I, I don't even play the game. I'm like, I'll go and watch this caster because it's like watching a real sport. Yeah, and especially if you know it and you know how it works, you know how difficult it is to actually do certain shots and play by play, mm -hmm. right? And you can call and call it out as you see it. Yeah, it's it's definitely like. Um, Ah, there's a there's a movie I can't think of the name of it, but it was a movie that had the same kind of steel where you you they'd float through the air. Oh, yeah, I, um, your Ender Game, I, Ender's Game. Ender, you're right. Thank you. Okay. Yep, yep. Yeah, I was like, I was like, but that's what it is. But it's cool. It's 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 a really good use of the mechanics, and also I think also a really good thing with the combating the sickness. Um, I I made a a road rash uh, VR game a long time ago as a as a pilot for Vive, and but like when you got hit, you tumbled, you tumbled on that bicycle. And mm -hmm. I had the VR headset on. I just like, I was like, whoa, I was like, it was, <laughs> it was funny. And then I just, I was like, okay, I just need some time. That was, I yeah. just, we're going to have to adjust that a little bit. So when you're, when you're talking about that, I was just picturing, uh, you know, rocket league flying over. And I was like, I was like, that would, yeah. That yeah. Would, and that, I also thought about <laughs> that as well. I'm just like, imagine like flipping and stuff like, cause that model just wouldn't work in that. And, uh, like, I definitely know what you mean when it comes to like flipping around and stuff like yeah. that. Like I, I've played a couple first-person shooters where I've seen bullets just go right past my eyeball. Oh. I'm just like, geez, I'm just like, that is way too real for me. Just go ahead, like if it hits me in the head, I don't care. But I've had one where it's just like right Yo. past my head. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> all right. Your life flashes between your virtual eyes. You know, You're yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's awesome, um, uh, Matt. This has been absolutely incredible. Um, Thank you so much for coming on the show. Is there anything you'd like to let people know about um, before you tell them how to get a hold of you and everything that you're doing? Um, not really. I mean, if you're, you know, if you're creating a league, 
Um, I, I'd honestly rather see you guys try and get involved in some of the bigger leagues. You know, some people have their own dreams. I get it. Um, and, and, uh, you know, if you're creating an organization like me, I think, uh, just hold true to your values, try and promote non-toxic stuff. And if you're just playing and you're just a free roaming player, you know, uh, don't be afraid to, uh, um, uh, like tell on somebody, you know, what is that button where you're saying, Hey, like this person's being toxic. Don't be afraid of that, um, at all. And I think a lot of people are like, I don't want to tell on people Well, you're actually helping people one for learn a lesson and two, you're making VR a better place. So, um, that's my biggest thing. Um, mm -hmm. and that's what we, that's my whole entire organization about is, you know, play competitively, show people that you're good and do it in a manner to where, um, you, you scare people. I think if you're more calmer, you scare people, you know, when it comes to like the world of fighting and like, say you're in a bar and someone's screaming at you crazy, they're scared of you. But if you see the person in the corner, just picking, you know, just sitting there, not doing anything, you probably should be scared of him because he probably knows how to do something. So just, just a little uh, analogy for you. Yeah. I understand the, the little dog yapping kind of thing, right? Yep. The big dog just staring at you. You're like, hmm. All right. Yeah, and that's true. I mean, you need it. And also sometimes people need that feedback, man. Some people need to know that they, that they're being toxic because sometimes yeah. they don't even realize it. They're exactly. having a bad day. They got into a fight with somebody. They mm -hmm. came in and they just think that everybody in the game's against them or whatever. Yeah. Right. And they just don't know. Right. And, and so it, it's helpful. Um, this has been great, man. I love what you're doing. I love the non-toxicity in game. And I think it's awesome and critical. Um, with all that being said, how do people find out about you? How do people find out more about your discord um, mm -hmm. and all that? So basically, I can just keep like one simple link where you're going to find everything is just uh, esportshavoc.com. Um, you open up to that. It has our Discord and it has our whole rosters. It shows the games that we play. Um, it, it shows the, the VR um, jungle that I do. And uh, I have a link tree as well. But at that point, if you're in the website, you pretty much have everything you need for uh, for our social medias and stuff like that. So love it. Love it. Matt, honor and pleasure, brother. I really appreciate your time. Uh, I yeah, look forward to playing with you in VR. Absolutely, brother. Have a yeah. good day. I'll see you on the other side. Thank you. See you, brother. Bye. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Heroes of Reality podcast. Check out heroesofreality.com for more episodes. While you're there, you can also take the Heroes quiz to find out what kind of hero you are. Or if you have a great story and want to be on the podcast, tell us why your hero's journey will inspire others. Thank you for listening. See you on the other side.